Now it's time to talk about everything dogs, cats, and other domestic animals. This is Animal Talk. Here's Dr. Dan Lang on the Big 550 KTRS. Hello and welcome back to Animal Talk on the Big 550 KTRS on the first Animal Talk of the new year. I'm Connor McCarthy with Dr. Dan Lang. As always, he's the one that actually knows anything about animals. I know very little, although you know, I try to learn a little bit here and there. You've learned a lot. I, I think I have actually learned a lot. Uh, maybe in another few years, I, you know, I can get one year's worth of, of vet school credit. Credit uh, toward that. Yeah, yeah, I want, yeah. Maybe you can put the word in for me uh, up at... Uh, at Maybe the, Iowa, right? Do you still well, got the connections? Iowa State. Iowa State I'm sorry. Look, that's all right. I'm sorry. It's like Michigan and Michigan State. Unless yeah. you live in the state, you probably don't know the difference. But <laughs> Missouri has a very good vet school. So, oh. And usually they take the in-staters, so you would have a better luck yeah. going there. Is that how it works? If you're, if Most you're, Because the state pays a fair amount of the money. for the Really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't realize. I mean, it's not what the students are charged, but yeah, just yeah. all the other stuff that But you do get some get some money yep. which, which which helps I, yep. I, I assume yeah isn't um isn't the biggest animal hospital in the state is that in columbia or is that i i was there i went to mizzou not for not for vet school yeah but i always drove by the animal hospital and it was awfully big i don't know maybe not uh, yeah what well, you know i mean they have well i mean they have at least 70 or 80 students there for each the seniors that are in the clinics and you know just a multitude of different specialists and and the large animal clinic is near, so okay. it, it is a pretty big complex. Okay. Uh, all right, this is Animal Talk. If you're just tuning in for the first time, we talk about pets, dogs, cats, smaller pets, smaller animals. Uh, occasionally mules. Occasionally mules, <laughs> pigs, peacocks. Um, you know, anything that is usually kept as a pet, really. you got some knowledge on, uh, just not the exotic stuff or the fish, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah, the fish. But there is a fish specialist in the Kansas City area. I'm still areas, blown so. away that there is a fish specialist. I, I can't believe it. I can't. So believe next it. time you're thinking about putting the fish down the toilet, at I, least give them a call. I guess so. <laughs> I guess so. I talk. I talked to you. Uh, remember about how goldfish? Yeah. Right. They actually live for quite a long time and get yep. quite big. It's just that we keep them in these little bowls with no ventilation or anything right. to do yep. so they just die so you know there's a lot more to the fish out there than indeed a lot of people realize it is the new year and i'm just going to tease this now dr lang because I, I thought it was a good idea uh the top pet names or was it just dog names oh, i'm so excited i'm just gonna i'm just gonna put it out well, there i'm gonna I, let them I'm this gonna, is as maybe the younger people understand it's hot off the press for this past for year this for the past 2023, right. we had to wait in for one of my journals, end. they have the top male names and the top 10 female names. And what I want to present to the listeners is there is one male name that has been at the top of the list for the last 10 years. 10 years. It's number one for the last 10 years for a male dog. Kind of like it, how Michael was the most common boy's name for exactly. people for like 15 that, years that you can rule out right away that is not it's not it's not name. for dogs okay <laughs> so anyway if anybody has any ideas i'd be happy just to have you call in just for fun and then after the first break i will go ahead and give the top 10 males and so top if, you, 10 females. if you've got any guesses let us so, hear them uh 84126 that's the text line or you can call it in 314-931-5877 that's the phone line uh, if you have any guesses about the most common dog 
the names, yep. the males, or just any in general. Well, we yeah, can if you, if you would we want to try to top ten, that's a good idea, too. We can take both. Any of your guesses, 84126 or 314-931-5877. We'll give you the list, the actual answer, according to this, uh, a little bit later on the show. And I, you know, I think... Was it last? It wasn't last week, and it was, maybe it was a few weeks ago. We were talking about chiropractic treatment yes. for, for dogs, right, yes. Doctor Lang? Do you remember this? I do. Uh, and you came in to the show today, pre-show, talking about how you wanted to. You had did a lot of research for alternative medicine, right? So, what, are, so know, what does con- that mean? Well, the conventional medicine is give a pill, doc, to the pet, mm-hmm. maybe surgery. So just kind of the conventional Western medicines that most of us are used to. But I'm kind of fascinated that there are a number of medicines, and most of them were like in Asia, China, and have been around for many, many years, and most of us just kind of poo-poo it. But I think there is something to some of these alternative treatments. And I can tell you a lot more pet owners are interested in holistic, something more natural, instead of just getting a pill. So which, which kind I, of follows the trend for 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 people as indeed. well. They are looking to these methods as well. And so I just kind of wanted to throw out some stuff and kind of intrigue people because I think there are some general principles that are are pretty neat. And one I was going to use is aspirin that it's derived from a plant called metal sweet. And in the last 150 years or so more Western scientists were able to isolate this aspirin component from the plant. And, of course, all the things we use it for, for pain, clotting purposes, and that type of thing. But the interesting thing is that if you would consume the whole plant, because sometimes aspirin can have a side effect and irritate the lining of your stomach or intestine, if you eat the whole plant, they claim that you will not have that side effect of the irritation. Really? There's something else in the plant to kind of counteract that type of thing. And so maybe in our Western medicine, we need to concentrate less on just a specific ingredient, but maybe be more open-minded consuming the whole I didn't even plant. realize aspirin came from a plant. Yep. I, I, <laughs> I had no idea. I guess I thought it was just from well, the labs. The thing is, that, and I didn't realize it either, is that you know, 100 years ago, then they started, were able to make synthetic products of the aspirin. Mm. And so that's how it's made now. It's really I'm sure, not from I'm the sure plant. it's easier than growing a bunch well, of plants. Well, that's what I was and... thinking. Well, have the drug companies kind of got over us that the only way to survive and be healthy is to take a pill? Or is it better for the earth that, you know, with 7 billion people, there may not be enough of these metal sweet right, plants right. around? So maybe it is better to do that. But i kind of gone back and forth more philosophically, not so much from the medicine point of view, if one's better than the other. Or why aren't we more open-minded? Because a lot of these things, acupuncture has been around for two to 3,000 years. There's right. been documentation. Why, why aren't we more into that? Why do we kind of poo-poo it? And I think part of it, to answer my own question, is that we don't understand exactly. But I do have a few notes here we can talk as the hour goes on what they think that the acupuncture actually does. Well, acupuncture was your first, that was your headline thing. You said alternative medicine, you know, acupuncture. And I was like, what you, acupuncture for dogs, you yep. know, for cats, you know, I, I, how? They don't sit still, you know, they don't do, <laughs> yeah, they don't understand how they're going to be able to do this. You know, is this, is this just, I don't understand this at all. So 
I mean, let's get into it. I mean, I, you've, I, done, you've done your research on it, so I, let's um, hear about it. I just didn't know. Have you ever had acupuncture? I, I have not. not. I don't know if I would like it. It feels like sticking a bunch of needles into me wouldn't help, but I, I mean, clearly it does for some people, so I'm not going to knock it, but I don't know if it's for me. They claim that the needles are thin enough or small enough that most people have no objection. I was only kind of using an analogy that I think most animals would tolerate it pretty well unless they were really anxious in in the environment, but I don't think the needles themselves are a problem. But uh, to kind of get go ahead on, you know, in the past they thought the acupuncture Chinese thoughts were that there was a balance of energy, and then with the imbalance you apply the acupuncture needles, and that changes the mm-hmm. chi, I think it was, the CHI. And now so, we think it's more a nerve stimulation, that the places yeah. you're supposed to do it actually stimulates the nerves that go to the different body organs and that yeah. type of thing. And not, to, not to knock the, okay. the mystical energy uh, realignment, but I figured that that couldn't be the actual reason why it works. So is it just they hit the nerves in a certain way and I, that's I what think, they're thinking? I think maybe it's a little more complicated than that, but you know, for me, when I was doing some of the readings, that was kind of the, the gist of it. Mm-hmm. So this is the, they do this for people. We've known about this. They do it for pets, you're saying, now, too? I mean, is this a recent thing, or is this just as old as the uh, well, we had, in general, general? Again, we had nothing in school. You know, next to peacocks, we had none of this complementary medicine. I, I don't know mm. why they didn't include these topics, but peacocks and complementary medicine. But seriously, we didn't really have anything at all. And I, I meant to ask some of the younger uh, graduates or doctors and didn't get a chance to do that. I don't know if it's offered as maybe a... Uh, an extra course or something of that sort, mm-hmm. or, or once we graduate, you have to go to one of these. Uh, there are some veterinary hospitals that they just do alternative medicine. Really? I was going to ask, yeah. where would you even learn this as a vet? I, in- I know there's a number in the area, and I should have gotten names so I could do a little marketing for them, And but they most of them are still doing the Western medicine as well as the— They do both. Both, combination, right. And some will maybe concentrate on acupuncture— where I worked before, once a week we had a chiropractor come in, and mm-hmm. that seemed, uh, I mean, I thought it really worked very well. Most people were just uh, pleased as punched uh, that, that the pet was doing a lot better with it. So, But there are, I know there are some hospitals, veterinary hospitals, that that's their soul is, you know, if what your your pet's going through isn't helping, you want something more natural, then, you know, you can't. So what do, they, what do they say? I know acupuncture... People claim it can work for, you know, essentially anything. Any problem, acupuncture could help. Uh, I don't know necessarily if that's the scope. What do they say that it could help for with pets, for dogs, cats? Well, I wrote it down. The indications are arthritis, hip dysplasia, rheumatoid arthritis, which is kind of an autoimmune where the body attacks the joint, uh, a chronic Lyme disease, herniated disc, epilepsy, Animals that have urinary or fecal incontinence. So, so kind are... of a similar wide range of problems right. that it can help with. And a lot of times, I don't know if I can explain it very well, but a lot of these processes kind of treat the whole body. You know, essentially in Western medicine, we treat the physical parts, but a lot of these alternate treatments, they recommend they can treat the mental, emotional, and physical aspects of the body. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of more comprehensive in treatment and not just a specific type type thing. Well, you've talked so much about how, you know, an animal's 
kind of emotional well-being or their their stress level, how important all this yep. is. Is that something you take into account with the kind of the Western traditional uh, medicine nowadays where you say maybe back in the day we would have just done this, but that really stresses the animals out. Is right. there is that changed as well or is that something that really only the, the – the Eastern medicines, as it were, take into account. Well, I don't. I mean, we can give sedatives and that type of thing, which I think is perfectly fine, or anti-anxiety medications. But some of these treatments, kind of with one treatment for one process, they mm-hmm. can fulfill all these different functions. Okay. So we can give a pill for pain and a pill for anxiety, but these, you know, kind of do all the it's general kind of process. a holistic approach. Right. Uh, right. So with acupuncture, I mean. What do they do with an animal that maybe is jumpy, stressed out? Maybe I, I know some I, some people just don't like getting shots, don't like getting needles. Right. right. I assume some animals are the same way. Is there? Is that just mean that they can't have this, or is that do they do something to help them out there? Yeah, there is. Um, I'm trying to think. There is acupuncture. Most often, apparently, is done with the needles. But originally, it was done just as a massage. That people would just touch with their fingers these crucial meridians or points that would help. Mm-hmm. And in fact, even before that, they would use stones. From what I read, really? can you believe it? In the Stone Age, they used stones. <laughs> but but they did use stones at one time. And um, now, I, for those to answer your question, that if you inject saline or water into the needle where the needle's already placed, the animals seem to tolerate it better Really, for some okay. some reason. And sometimes they'll do electrical energy through the needle, and you know that may be a combination of a couple different types of process. So, so there's, there's, different there's, there's different ways. Yeah. I mean, uh, we all picture the needles, and probably that's the most common. And, again, if anybody's listening and has more comments, I'm happy to hear it. I, I'm not sure how well I can explain it just from the readings because I've mm-hmm. not had that experience. I was going to ask, but, is this um, something you've ever seen, been in the room for, or maybe sent, you know, referred a patient to? Or is this so new that maybe uh, you know, it's not really something you ever did? It's, it's, I don't think it's because it's new. It's just that I refer to another animal hospital that has acupuncture as an example. And, mm-hmm. again, always had a good intention to go observe because then maybe I could explain things better if I could actually see it right. being done. I did observe our chiropractor when she came in. I went into a couple other rooms with her as she was manipulating the the pets. So chiropractic or chiropractic uh, medicine is, I think, maybe the other one that people think of when they think of alternative medicine. You know, yep. acupuncture, chiropractic. Uh, you know, in whichever whichever order comes to mind. You said we talked a little bit about it, and you said it. They do it for pets. I just. I don't know what that would even look like. And this one, at least you said you've seen a couple of times. What does it look like with chiropractic? Well, for lack of a better word, they just kind of manipulate with their fingers. Mm-hmm. We, th- They think, we think that there's kind of what we call a subluxation of the spinal cord. It's a little bit out of alignment, and that affects the nerves to go to the body organs. If you can get the spinal cord more in alignment, there's less pressure on the nerves. The nerves will function better going to the organs. So, again, it's kind of this general health type type of thing mm-hmm. now with people i'm not a doctor i'm certainly not a chiropractor it's my understanding that they a lot of this comes from the spine being straight up we walk on two legs we have a lot of weight yep. on the spine dogs cats obviously don't really walk on two legs is it still do they still get as many spinal problems with this as people do yeah that's a good question i don't think i have a good answer for you connor mm-hmm. on on that part of it you would think there'd be less stress because they have the four legs instead right. of the two but maybe 
you do more jumping than the animals, but I'm, you know, kind of yeah. seriously <laughs> with the jumping that a lot of them do. You know, cats mm-hmm. jump off everything. You know, our cats are on our tables; sure. they jump off, and I think over time that adds. Issues. And you know, I was I was thinking about this the other day. You know, I I saw I, a dog, you know, kind of hesitating at a step to jump down it. But it's just a step. It's you know one foot. Yep. But the dog is only like one foot tall, right. right? So if I had to jump off a six foot tall gap, that's as tall as I am. Maybe yep. you know I'd be I, a little slower with it, hesitate, right. kind of feel it out. So yeah, they're these gaps. They jump off off the couch or off the bed, smaller, but. They're smaller animals themselves, so yep. it's a it's a bigger gap for yep. them. Uh, that's interesting. Uh, we have a text here saying that they, the texture uses essential oils. Um, and yep. That, that helps. therapy, that's another one I have on the therapy. list. Let's, let's and get to that. It's interesting, too, because I've done it for myself that they claim that uh, lavender, if you put in a diffuser, seems to help with anxiety. Maybe I have too much anxiety. I didn't, <laughs> you know, kind of have seriously, I didn't really notice too much difference mm-hmm. myself. But it's uh, it's 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 so they they use this for for pets and the texture. If you want to text in, they say in the t- first one they use it for dogs, cats, and chickens. Doctor Lang, so I know you have some some chickens, right? So maybe I'm just I'm of course I'm just being facetious. I'm trying to think how do you do a diffuser outside or do I have to bring, bring the chickens in, into right? the sunroom? Okay, you gotta bring them in. Yeah, I hope you, Susie's not listening. Or about the coop, right? Is the coop enclosed enough for the diffuser? No, it's, no. Well, maybe at night. Okay, yes. You know, at night they do go into the. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Now yeah. my brain's starting to move See, here a there little you bit. Go. But it is interesting. This especially aromatherapy or the essential oils is especially for physical and emotional aspects of the body because mm-hmm. a lot of the indications I have, they claim that some of them could do flea and tick repellent. Some, or you know, we talked about before the thunderstorms and fireworks animals have lavender. It's supposed know, to work very well for relax, that. Right? So maybe you set off a diffuser. Too late for this New Year's Eve, but you know next year July Fourth, right. or if there's some other celebrations that go on. Yeah, you got Memorial Day in a couple months, yep. right? Yeah, there's that. always something we can do. But the interesting part I read too is that their sense of smell is so much more acute, and so I think you have to be a little bit careful that maybe it would. I don't know, if painful is the right thing, but it may they may object to the, maybe overwhelming. Right. Right. Thank there's you. There's a lot Those of smells. Yeah. Right. Um, so. Have you ever thought about doing this in maybe in the office, in the exam room, yep. to kind of lower the stress levels? Yep, that's a good idea. We have, I guess, you know, in the past we've done the plug-in pheromones and the car- and the collars that have a spray on there. And I guess at the time, and maybe still do think that that's enough, mm-hmm. but I don't think it's a bad idea. And maybe we did a few times try the diffusers. Um, there's a little bit more upkeep, and so maybe sure. it's a, a little tricky from that point of view. But I certainly think it's a a worthwhile way of of animals coming in stressed, anxious, and maybe it helps, you know, seriously helps the people a little bit too. Yeah, I think with it, it kind of relaxes because again, the pet owners are coming. Oh my God, how expensive is this going to be? Right. Is my pet going to live? You know, what what's going to be going on? And I think if everybody settles down, maybe they would hear more of what we tell them as well. Because when you're anxious, a lot of times mm-hmm. it's just hard to. Right, you're almost using it for the people, not right. necessarily for the right. but for the animals as well, according yep. to this. Uh, the texture texted back in. Uh, this is actually from Mary Lynn. She signed her name. Uh, she puts uh, oregano oil in the water for her chickens, Dr. Lang. So have to write that down. Thank you. If that helps with their chickens, Mary Lynn's chickens, maybe it'll help with your chickens. Are they? Do they get stressed? Do they get rowdy? Uh, what? Yeah. How do, do how do chickens act on a day to day basis for anyone thinking about getting chickens? 
Well, most of the time, I think they're perfectly fine. Mm-hmm. But if they hear, like, our dogs barking, that probably doesn't help matters. Okay. Or if they hear, you know, we're enough in the country, sometimes with the colder weather, we start to hear some of the foxes or wolves howl a little bit. Oh, yeah. And, are, and, are predators an issue for the chickens? Well, the predators are the opossums and raccoons. We've lost a number of chickens through the years oh. because of those kids. Now we kind of have a netting over the fenced area, and, of course, at night they're in the coop. But it's the smaller ones that you know, you'd think, oh, my God, the wolf or lion or tiger or mm-hmm. whatever, but possums and raccoons. Do the other the animals not band together and help them out, uh, drive off the, the predators? Uh, I've tried to do the dogs. They're of no good no at all. <laughs> but a rooster, isn't that what a rooster does to the group? He they're... does because he attacks my wife and myself. Oh, so, so yes. he's protecting <laughs> them but from you. He's protecting the wrong predators. Right. Right. We're stealing the eggs, but we're not, we're not going to... You know, yeah, you're not going to harm the, the other chickens, right? That's the We're problem. not going to do the hands. Yeah, some, some miscommunication there with the rooster. Uh, all right, so acupuncture, chiropractic medicine. And then the aromatherapy. Aromatherapy. Is there anything else we should hit on that you researched? Um, there was one on, and this is the one that really gets me interested. Homeopathy is, and I'm almost going to have to read it because it's, it's kind of hard to, for me to comprehend, but there are some substances whether human or animal, that if you give a large dose of it to a person, it makes it toxic or poisonous or makes the person sick. If you get it in a small amount, it's supposed to treat the illness. Okay, so what's and an example? So an example, thank you. Oh, I, your transitions are wonderful today. Um, we all know that onions, those of us that cook, not me, mm-hmm. make your eyes water. Sure. And for some reason they made the transition that if your eyes water from onions then onions help with uh, allergies. Yeah, I, I I mean, sometimes people okay. have eye discharge. Okay. So I, I, I didn't follow it. I, I couldn't get any more <laughs> on there. But what makes it even more interesting is that often you have to dilute it and get the proper dilution. Well, sometimes it's diluted so much there are no more molecules of the substance, like it's, the onion in just this like case. water. And so, you know, with my physics and chemical background most of which I've forgotten, but what I remember is if there's not a molecule, how's it going to work? Right. It'd it'd almost be like a placebo. Right. And they think a lot of times with people that may be the case, Mm -hmm. but it's less likely with with the animals. But it's interesting that, um, you know, it's not even there anymore and it's supposed to help. And how can a, you know, if a lot causes a disease, how can a small amount help? Help. it, mm. It's just something I just can't wrap my head around. Yeah, that one, seems a little, that one seems a little more confusing than the other ones. But this was developed by a, a Dr. Samuel Hahnemann, and uh, it was right around 1800, so, I mean, it's, it's, you know, it's 300 years, and some people still believe in it. And with the humans, it's used for allergies, as we talked about, migraines, mm-hmm. depression, chronic fatigue syndrome, rheumatoid arthritis, irritable bowel, and premenstrual syndrome. For the animals, it's used. It was a little more general. They use digestive and endocrine hormone diseases, flea, skin disorders, heart and kidney disease, bone, joint disorders, ears, eyes, nose, and mouth. Okay. So, so kind of a. But they claim that it gets to again to the root of the problem. It's not like masking, like just the pain mm-hmm. medicine, or like we may. With allergies, we'll take an antihistamine and a Benadryl or something like that. Sure. So, but I. I just have a real problem trying to get into into that. And then the other good one is, which I think is, this is a good good, are herbs. And usually an herb is something that is not 
is not necessary for the body. No, that's um, actually I'll switch over to getting all my different therapies mixed well, up. Well, you there. did a lot of research. Nutraceuticals are the ones that they're not essential for health, but they do seem to provide therapeutic value. And the big one is the glucosamine and chondroitin. You know, you and I have talked about for joint supplements oh, sure. in, in the past, sure. and that's kind of that's the most common. One. They claim that eighty percent of nutraceuticals that we dispense are the joint mm-hmm. supplements. You see, you throw out the big scientific names for the drugs. I Sometimes I, I you yeah, know, I I'm sorry about that. I, I had to practice <laughs> and spell it. The, but the, it's kind of a dietary supplement, and as I mentioned, it's not essential. It's not like a vitamin or mineral. The body doesn't need it, but because we think that it, it helps build up the cartilage. Um, but the, in, briefly, I didn't find a lot of good literature on it that mm-hmm. supported it. And that's that's the difficulty with it. Well, I think the overarching point from all this is that there are other methods to, to treating problems there are. Uh, with people and clearly with uh, pets, so dogs and cats and I don't know. Is there, is there chiropractors for hamsters and gerbils that feels I'm, like I'm they sure might be a little small? If somebody small, would bring one in, but... I think they would. But the problem with hamsters is they, you know, you'd have to do it in the middle of the night because they're nocturnal. Oh, I, I would sure. not do it at three o'clock in the afternoon, as my story always goes, because they're cranky. Just like if somebody woke you up in the middle of the night and then wanted to do manipulation of your back, right? You know, prob- most of us probably wouldn't be very happy. But just going back to the nutraceuticals for a minute, the supplements. The problem I have is to get good information because even when I Googled it, there would be different companies, and, of course, they're going to try to sell oh, their product. to advertise. Sure. We have the drug salespeople come to our animal hospital like they do for humans, and it's just hard to me to get in impartial. Or let's say I have a limping dog. The pain medicines aren't doing much good. The pain you know, medicine is masked by the medicine, like the aspirin or carprofen, but it doesn't solve the problem. And... Mm-hmm. So I get desperate. i got to try something because what I'm doing isn't helping. And so I have done a lot of the glucosamine chondroitins. A lot of pet owners swear by it that it has helped their pets. Right. So it's, it's, it's just hard to get good information. And if we have a couple more minutes here sure. on, on the research part of it, it's most of these are very small groups. Like with aromatherapy, they don't have a lot of money for research. Mm-hmm. And with some of these nutraceuticals, they don't require any research. You don't have to provide, like, regular drugs. You don't have to provide proof that they work. Mm-hmm. And then finally, it's hard to get money. There's only so much money available for research, and most people are prejudiced against the so-called Eastern complementary medicine. And if there's something that's going to maybe help diabetes versus a complementary, you can imagine the, 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 the medical, the diabetes. The diabetes. Mm-hmm. And so it's hard for them to get money. And so I get frustrated. A lot of literature... There's not strong support, but there aren't many studies, and that's where it gets kind of frustrating. But mm-hmm. the bottom line is I just want to make sure people are aware there are alternative treatments, and I think there is some some benefit to it. Uh, we had a text came in just now. Uh, my dogs take glucosamine and chondroitin. Chondroitin? Those are the two basic. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, the texture says it really makes a difference. Excellent. So they're yep. uh, both over the age of five, they say. Yep. Uh, so depending on the dog, that could be... Middle-aged, right? If yep. it's a bigger dog, those are yep. middle-aged. Right? And they're safe to use. I mean, I, I, I tease a little bit. Sometimes they could eat the whole bottle and not have a problem. Mm-hmm. It would oh. be kind of expensive, but, it would, I'm but sure they're it very would. safe yeah. to, to use. And so that's <laughs> nice because sometimes certain medicines we dispense, there's a very fine line between helping and causing mm-hmm. side effects or something more serious. Sure. So. Uh, all right. We'll take a break here. We had a couple texts with some guesses for uh, the uh, most common 
dog names for last year. We've got the top ten. Send them uh, in some more guesses here over the break. We'll read them off. And I know you've been just with the bated breath. People are waiting. <laughs> but we'll, we'll give you we'll the answer. The 84126. That's the text line. This is Animal Talk on the Big 550 KTRS. Join your St. Louis Symphony Orchestra and conductor laureate Leonard Slatkin for Porgy and Bess, a performance that explores the way jazz has enriched the orchestral world. Featuring music by George Andheil and Duke Ellington, as well as George Gershwin's Porgy and Bess, this is a must-see and hear event with your SLSO. January 12th at UMSL's Two Hill Performing Arts Center. Tickets at slso.org. Looking for a great mortgage? You long for the ideal home. Royal Banks of Missouri will provide the foundation and help you open the door to a fantastic mortgage rate. You still have time to lock in on a low mortgage rate you can manage. It's your move. Call 314-212-1500 to talk to an experienced mortgage lender you can trust. Royal Banks of Missouri, investing in St. Louis for over 50 years. Member FDIC, an equal opportunity lender. Carney. Fuck. One more thing, Brendan. If somebody offered to take your license plates from your car <laughs> and put on air for you as a personalized vanity plate, would you do it? Would I put that on my car? Yes. No. Okay. <laughs> Brendan? I told you. Get out. <laughs> what do you got going tonight? Guess which one of us had that on there? <laughs> it was the 80s. I was experimenting. John Carney. Julie Buck, weekdays at noon on KTRS, the talk of St. Louis. When you go and get your car washed, do you really care which car wash you go to? Yes, because not all car washes are created equal. Country Club Car Wash is the local family-owned and family-operated car wash since 1989. All these other ones that are popping up, they're all run by out-of-town hedge funds. Keep it local. Keep it great. Touchless car washes, no brushes, inside and out. Five area locations, Country Club Car Wash, or cccwstl.com. Dig out those dancing shoes. Dancing with the St. Louis Stars is right around the corner. Join Independent Center for one of the most star-studded nights of the year at the Ritz-Carlton on January 20th at 6 p.m. Help in the fight to destigmatize mental illness by donating to the cause and by voting for your favorite dancer. And if you can't join the event in person, be sure to catch the live stream. It's all happening at independentcenter.org forward slash dancing. Catch Dancing with the St. Louis Stars, presented by Emerson, January 20th at 6 p.m. Our New Year's resolution for 2024. Don't stop doing what we do best. KTRF is being a real local radio station and providing us the opportunity to not only express our own views, but you know what? Hear other views. Here's to a great new year from your live and local news, sports and entertainment source. The Big 550 KTRF. Depend on it. Animal Talk returns on the Big 550 KTRS. Here's Dr. Dan Lang. Welcome back to Animal Talk on the Big 550 KTRS. We've been talking uh, about, we teach it a couple times, talking about the most common dog names for 2023. We had a couple guesses come in, and they were both Max as the most common dog name. 
Is that right? Based on your reaction, I'm going to well, guess that have, was correct. Do we have any prizes? <laughs> <laughs> we didn't that, offer any prizes, unfortunately. That was excellent. Yes, it is. Max, M-A-X, for the last decade, has been the most popular name. Really? And this year, it fell to number six. Oh, it fell down. Okay. So the top ten male dog names, the most popular is Charlie, Cooper, Buddy, Rocky, Leo, Max, Milo, Teddy, Bear, and Duke. So those are the top male dog I see, names. I see a lot of bears. I'm not surprised with bear. You, I'm sorry. Did you say Charlie was at the top? Yep. Charlie was number one. Charlie was the I most can't popular. say I've ever met a, or seen a dog named Charlie. I just, uh, that is really surprising to me. you're going to have to start taking a survey of more I dog think, names. I think and I at am. the end of this year, you know, we can, you can do a report and tell us. So Max being the most common name for 10 years, you must have seen a million Maxes come through yes. the animal hospital. Then. We did. And I'm not, not surprised at that. And I do compliment the people that called in. I thought that was pretty good because mm-hmm. a lot of times you're kind of looking for more, even though it's popular, something more exotic. But yeah, like not the Max isn't like exotic. Or so, you don't see a lot of Fido's anymore, right? Uh, uh, Fido is, is all done with, <laughs> even in the females. And so for the female dogs, the top one was Luna, Daisy, Lily, Zoe, Stella, Bella, Lucy, Lola, Sadie, and Bailey. So okay. Th- those were the top female. And then I, I'm going to have to tell you, some of the names, they named a few others that are based on current events or things going on. Mm-hmm. And one, a common name, I'm kind of surprised, is Drew Barrymore for a pet's name. The whole name, Drew, Drew Barrymore. Drew Barrymore. Ginger Spice okay. is another one. And you're going to have to help that me. That one's a little dated, I feel like, Ginger Spice. Exactly. <laughs> and then Alanis, A-L-A-N-I-S. Alanis? Alanis, thank you. And so those are the... Not the most maybe popular, but apparently they came up quite a bit when they were doing their survey. And then for us older people, names were Furby, Nerf, and Polly Pocket. Okay, sure. So kind of interesting. And those actually, as I was looking a little bit more, were more the 90s dog names, these last three. Okay. So that that makes sense. It's not popular now. but Those are the 90s ones. Yep. Okay. Okay. I mean, are these the dogs you see coming the most? If it's the top ten, or are, the, are these like far and away the most popular names? I think so. Or do you think it's more close edged? I th- I think it's. You think I it, think they're kind of way way, way ahead out in there. front. Yep. You'd see yep. a lot of Maxes. You'd see yep. a lot of uh, Charlies, Cooper, Cooper. Teddy, a lot of t- Teddies there, Bears. You know, you get really? some of the dogs that look like bears. But, you know, yeah, the big, like the big ones. Okay. Large breeds would do it, and Rocky, yeah, Rocky was very common. So, yep. Okay, wow. Well, I, I think that's... Oh, there you go. I mean, this is the unscientific scientific <laughs> uh, results for most common dog names of 2023. Maybe but anyway, if, I'm impressed with the people that called in. That's Maybe pretty, if you had good. to name a dog, uh, let us know what you named him you know, last year. So if, maybe if it was oh, on the list or not. I do have a comment that please, if you get a dog this year or, or a cat, do not use any of these names. I, I'd like to see a little some more variety. Unique, some yep. unique I names. I like some unique names. Or actually, as the year goes on, if anybody has interesting or could tell, a lot of times I'll ask people how they got their pet's name if it's something kind of unique, mm-hmm. and it's a lot of interesting stories okay. of that. Yeah, so I think if is. somebody gets a, a, a name, I'd be interested in the story behind it if, if they want to call in or yeah. text and yeah. let us know. But, 84126, uh, 314-931-5877 is the number. 
Dr. Lang, you know I always come to you sometimes with uh, questions that I get asked or people co- talking to me as if I'm an expert in, in these things. You're on the show. Well, I'm clearly not. I'm on the show, but I'm not. I'm not answering any of the questions. Not yet, anyway. Uh, and this one, I was talking to a friend. Uh, this might actually go back to the the dogs who have back problems. He said, you know, my dog has this problem with his back. His vet tells him he's got a problem in the back. Uh, he does, can't tell for sure what it is uh, because, you know, you'd have to go in and get an MRI and all that. Did they do x-rays? I, I think know. he did an x-ray yeah. so they can tell there's something there, but they can't tell exactly what yep. the problem is. Uh, the dog has had some behavioral problems in the past. Yep. Um, not that he's, you know, uh, misbehaved or anything like that, but he has ha- he does have some issues. And the owner, my friend, is aware of this and, you know, tries to avoid situations that sets off these behavioral issues with him. Um, but the vet proposed that perhaps some of the behavioral issues are, you know, come from this back problem, that the dog is in pain. Yep. And maybe that's maybe what's causing some of this, you know, aggression or behavioral issues. Does this sound That'd be right at the top to of my list, too. I mean, again, every day, and I mean every day, somebody will come in and say, well, their dog isn't really in pain. I mean, it's holding the leg mm-hmm. up or it's reluctant to jump, which is usually more of a back issue. And they just say that because they think that the dog has to vocalize. Mm-hmm. And it that's just a very rare. If a dog is vocalizing, it's an extreme pain. Either you give medicine right away or, you, to me, you euthanize it. I mean, that's an extreme. Mm. But, yes, a change in behavior often is indication of pain. Now, this dog, I can't speak for him. I don't see him all the time. But when I see him, he's running around. Yep. He's doing stuff. He's not, you know, he's not visualizing it or, you know, anything like that from what my eye. You know, is there, could a back problem that still seemingly lets a dog do everything that a dog does normally still be this underlying yep. pain problem, and it might have caused some problems? Uh, because he said it could have been there for, you know, the dog's three years old. It could have been there for, yep. you know, what, two Do you know what dog it years. is? Or, um, cause some breeds are predisposed, like a, a, a yeah. dachshund is the classic, beagles, basset I, I, I want to say maybe it's a border collie. Okay. Uh, um, so it's a medium-sized dog. Does that sound right? He's kind of yep. not a big dog, but he's not small. You know, is, could this kind of underlying problem, do you think, could have had an effect on the dog, especially you talk about how early training for a dog is so important to get, you know, behaviorally right. Uh, could no. this have been a problem you the whole time? Yeah, it could be in a bad it's, it, sure. it could be. I mean, just because I mean, it's hurt, like you and I, you, you don't feel good, bit, but you know, the animals can't mm-hmm. explain that to speak. us, and sometimes... A change in behavior is indicative. Mm-hmm. Either we have a medical or behavioral problem, and I think there's a very good chance. I don't know if, if the dog is on any pain medication of any sort. I get a little nervous. If you let the dog run around, that's probably not the best thing to do. I know easier mm-hmm. said than done, but probably the dog you know goes on walks, but it should be more restricted. And you definitely right. don't want it jumping off the bed. And, again, I don't have an mm-hmm. easy answer how to prevent that, but as we – I think offline we were talking, and you know, when an animal jumps, every time it jumps off, if there's already a back problem going on, it's just going to put more pressure sure. on there. Now, I, you know, I, unfortunately, he's not here to ask for me, my friend. But if I remember when our conversation, he said when they first told him, they said, "Hey, don't have him be active, overly active for several weeks. I think it was even a month, and then come back and see if that made a difference." They didn't really; they couldn't really see anything. Okay. Um, and yet, and then it kind of goes. I think he's in a situation. We've talked about it before, where they say, 
you know, we could do an MRI, but the MRI is just going to tell us what the problem is. Right. And then that's the MRI is X dollar amount, and it's yep. not going to be cheap. Yep. And then, the you know, once we know what the problem is, if the MRI tells us, then we have to do surgery, which is X dollar amount. Yep. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be quite a bill. Uh, you know, is this a situation where, as I said, the dog seems to be running around? He, yep. he seems to be doing things a dog normally does. Is this a situation you would recommend going further with this or maybe well, just seeing if this is a problem they can manage? I, I definitely would go to the chiropractor on, on this. Oh, maybe the yeah. alternative. Just try something of that sort. You know, maybe if you could find out, we could talk next time if mm-hmm. there's any kind of pain medicines or anti-inflammatories or anything of that sort. Has the pet been put on or do we do intermittently? Sure, there's a lot more to know uh, than my right. You know, right. little well, conversation I mean, with my history. friend. But, yes, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, it was just something that sprang to mind. So, you know what, I should ask Dr. Lang this. I, I mean, it's a very common issue that we see, and I, I don't know if you can answer, but sometimes weight is a factor as well. Mm-hmm. And so if I have an overweight animal, I think it would help a lot to get the weight off if that's the case. Well, you know, I didn't but, weigh him, and it is yeah. tough to eyeball sometimes. Yep. Yep. Um, but. You know, I can maybe I'll find out a little more information and uh, get back to you on it because I'm sure he yep. would like to know too. But I would look into the chiropractor. I don't know if the veterinarian he goes to has a chiropractor. A lot of us, you know, have a chiropractor come in, or some of the clinics in the area that do more alternative treatments of different sort. But mm-hmm. I would definitely have him consider chiropractic. Relatively speaking, from the expensive point of view, it's it's a lot cheaper sure. than like you said with the MRI or doing doing surgery. Right. Sure. It, it it is, and it's a it's a tough decision either way. I'm sure. Um, well, it's hard when you know the pet is active, because sometimes I've had cases so bad there's so much damage to the spinal cord that they come in and the dog is paralyzed on its back legs. Oh, can't wow. walk at all, and sometimes the nerves go to the bladder or the rectum, and so either they're incontinent or you have to express the bladder to get them to urinate. Mm. And then often, from the quality of life point of view, either you need to consider having surgery done or them to sleep because i'm mm. not sure that's fair to the animal sure and a lot of times to the people that mm-hmm. uh, with that but yeah. so the good news is i mean it's not it's you know it's in different stages we kind of put it and that's not a bad stage if the pet is still active but maybe we need to curtail the activity I, you know i know it's a pain in the butt but when the dog goes outside to potty you know maybe you get one of those chest halters oh sure just to kind of stabilize the back a little yeah, bit and keep it and steady you'll take it for a walk or just even yeah. in the woods, but I'm just afraid a lot of times they see a squirrel or something. And they'll go chase it. And they just after. go after it or even try to jump the fence because yeah. that's all they key on is, is that. So, yeah. uh, Well, I'm sure we could talk a lot more about this, and maybe I'll get some more information, and next week we can we can really hit it. Uh, but we got to take our last break here. This is Animal Talk on the Big 550 KTRS. Do you have big dreams, big plans? Well, you'll need a small rate. Royal Banks of Missouri can help build your future. Royals home equity rates are at a historical low. And for a limited time, Royal Banks is offering one of the area's best home equity lines of credit. Call 314-212-1500 to talk to a representative today. Royal Banks of Missouri, investing in St. Louis for over 50 years. Member FDIC and equal housing lender. It's the dead of winter. So come alive with Dogtown. Dogtown Pizza, that is. Fight the cold months with a hot meal, and with 11 different varieties, you can have it breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Shake off old man winter with a bacon bacon, or melt Jack Frost with a hot chicken, or a deluxe, or veggie, or my personal favorite, you know it, pepperoni pepperoncini. Beat the cold and heat up your winter with a Dogtown Pizza. 
Join us for the Byerly RV Expo, January 11th to the 15th at Byerly RV in Eureka, Missouri. Get show discounts on our entire inventory, including used. Prices so low, we can't show them on the internet. Coffee and donuts each morning and extended hours on Friday and Monday. And every RV purchased during the Expo gets free stores through April and free dewinterization. Go to ByerlyRV.com for more information and come see us in Eureka, Missouri, the center of the RV world. This Jennifer and Wendy announcement is brought to you by BetterHelp. Around this time of year, many of us become obsessed with making changes. Maybe you tackled that messy hall closet and you want to take on another. Or maybe there are relationships in your life that feel draining emotionally and you need help negotiating them. Give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Therapy can help you find strengths, so you can ditch the extreme resolutions and make changes that will really stick. You might want to learn some new coping skills or how to set boundaries with people who zap your energy. BetterHelp makes it easy. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional cost. Celebrate the progress you've already made. Visit BetterHelp.com slash J&W today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash J-N-W. I'd like to give a shout-out to the window store, WSWindow.net. They had such a great year last year that they want to pass it forward. And what they want to do is any KTRS listener who mentions they heard about the window store on the Big 550 KTRS, they want to give you 10% off your next job if you book it in the month of January. Now, this isn't some gimmick where they're going to jack up the prices 10% and then take off 10%. This is just an extra 10% off. Why? Because they had such a great year in 2023 and they want to pay it forward. WS Window and Door. Every single window is energy efficient. They'll give you a bid, minus 10%, and they'll go about their business. You give them a call when you're ready. 314-739-0002. If you call the window store and mention you heard about them here on the Big 550 KTRS, if you book your job in the month of January, an extra 10% off. To find out more, WSWindow.net, WSWindow.net. The opinions you hear on KTRS are those of the host, callers, and guests, and are not necessarily those of this station, its management, or owners. If you have comments or suggestions, contact us at KTRS.com. Thanks for listening. In the year of the kind. Dr. Dan Lang wants to talk domestic animals with you. <coughs> this is Animal Talk on the Big 550 KTRS. Welcome back to Animal Talk on the Big 550 KTRS. Coming up on the end of the show, Dr. Wang, it's gone by pretty fast today. It has. Uh, over the break, we had Mary Lynn, who gave uh, essential oils to her chickens, if you recall, text in that her dogs currently are named Maggie, Holly, Gloria, Princess, and Shorty. <laughs> So glorious for the from the blues uh, in 2019, clearly right around there. Uh, like you, I assume you got Gloria, uh, but yeah. What do you think of uh, Shorty? I've never seen the Shorty. Uh, I kind of like it. Well, being short, I 
I'm a little sensitive, but yes, it's something a little different. So, <laughs> it's, no. it's something different, yeah, right? I, it's, I do uh, like it. I don't think any of those were on the list, right? Uh, the nope. most For most common. So at least you said you didn't want to see it on the most common. She's got chickens, and I like her dog names. Chickens and good want, dog so. names. That's as good as it gets right there. <laughs> uh, all right. In the last couple minutes, uh, do you have any updates on the book for the new year? Maybe what are you planning to get through here? Well, is it going to be done in 2024? Or I'm, is it? I'm shooting for the middle to the latter part of the next year to, to have it all done okay i just have some more stories to write down and uh i'm i was thinking about getting an illustrator i read somewhere it'd be kind of nice some of the ideas i brought up that if you have pictures you know oh okay. maybe it's like being a kid but sure get, get an illustrator of some yeah, yeah. some sort so okay easier to read um how much as a percentage how much is done I'd right say now 67 percent okay so and i just had read an article in another magazine and i'm going to present this next week on Chewies that are good for you and not so good, like you know, should you chew on a bone? Oh, do you do a nyla bone, a Kong toy, and that type of thing? Yeah, what should they be chewing on? And so, yeah. no, I'm, I'm just going to tantalize everybody because yeah. I know they'll turn not the turn furniture. Them. I hope <laughs> the, you know, the furniture. Well, that's why is, you want to do the chewies. That's One why of the you want to do the chewies because animals do get bored, believe it or not, and so it's right. nice to have a substitute, but you don't want their teeth broken and that type of thing. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's what bad, can, what bad are some for everyone involved, yes. right? Yes, it is. So. Anyway, that's kind of the next thing that I have looked at the last couple of days and okay. written some notes. What so kind that, of chewy toys should you, the dogs be chewing on? Uh, all right. Did we, did we hit on everything you wanted to hit on today, Doctor? Well, I'm just going to make a little joke that I did have some New Year's resolutions. Oh, okay. For, and yeah. so we, I, did, we did it from pets last week. Right. Are, are and this is, this is kind of more personal. For personal. But I thought it would be kind of fun because we're going to try to use all our gift cards this year. Oh, yeah. That's a common one. I've we're heard that one. In, kind of motivated me is my middle stepdaughter alex saw the dates on some of them that we oh, had used. You know, how is that and she kind of gave yet. a piece of her mind of course i sent her home right away but <laughs> but anyway it kind of got me thinking you know it's kind of rude almost to, to do it right. so and it's kind of fun you know and you're I mean, kind of just throwing money away right exactly. you got this money in the pocket Let's why do don't you it. spend it uh so that's that's a common one i've heard that and one. we did lose one of our dogs a couple weeks ago it was Charlie, oh. and so the New Year's resolution is maybe we might replace another dog, but oh. that that's but it. That's so it. Just, the For resolution the animals. is not only one animal. Only one animal this year. No, no new donkeys, <laughs> no new mules, nothing like that. All right, this has been the first show of Animal Talk of the new year, 2024. Thank you for joining us. I'm Connor McCarthy with Dr. Dan Lang. As always, we'll be back again next week at 2 o'clock, everyone. Yep.